Okay, here we go now. Well, welcome to Old Dog New Tech, the podcast that explores edtech ideas, innovations, and integration methods from the experienced old dog side of things. My name is Jeff West, and I've been a K-12 music educator for 27 years, and I am passionate about edtech. I love using it. So let's get started at taking a look at how this can be used in your classroom. New Tech. This is Jeff West, and I'm focusing on video today, since so many schools are in with the cover or out. Excuse me, in the house that is, with uh, with the coronavirus and this very unique time for us doing online learning. I was going to focus a little bit on uh, creating videos, and there's different ways to do this. There's different purposes. You may just want to deliver some content, or you may want to have your students create a video um, and give them some more options. So I'm going to list those options, talk very briefly about it, trying to keep this podcast down. I haven't been podcasting a bit because I've been trying to get my online classroom uh, band and Steam going and uh, stay in touch with students and, you know, just keep our mental state where where it's going. But now that it's starting to feel a little, I wouldn't say normal, but we're, we're, we're all understanding this is the way it is and we're going to deal with it. I'm ready to podcast. So I'll be back uh, starting with a video and then a couple of ideas for creating your own audio that you can put in the video. Stay tuned. So in talking about video and audio tools that you can use for your own delivery of content or preparation of videos, um, I also thought, you know, really, uh, in this time, we have a wonderful opportunity to start facilitating learning a bit more, which means, you know, giving these tools that I'm about to highlight as something a teacher could do, which may make you feel more overwhelmed. That's not what I'm trying to do. Um, give it to your students as a choice for a way that they could demonstrate learning. Maybe they can make a video and they can handle these things so much quicker. At least my students uh, um, are always my resource. If I'm having trouble with something, I'll say, hey, what's going on here? And I always have two or three that, hey, did you click the play button? Or, you know, something smart alecky. So, God bless their hearts. Uh, so let's get started with um, the audio portion. And really, you can use GarageBand. Um, there's SoundCloud. There's Audacity. Um, you know, if you play an instrument, you can use um, all of those to record yourself playing one. But if you're not an instrument player, uh, GarageBand's a choice. And the one that I am starting to use, and in fact, I've been collaborating with students online we were online the other day creating is soundtrap soundtrap has loops it has the capability to record you your voice you could even do a podcast on soundtrap um, it has the capability it has loops so that you can create your own little tunage 
which the, the introduction uh, and the exit music to my podcast I did on Soundtrap, and then you download it, and Anchor allows you to upload MP3, and bada bing, you're in. Soundtrap, give it a go. All right, next video. That's what's coming up next in the next segment. I told you this was going to be short. Um. Oh, by the way, a little sound trip note.、Uh, if you email them and you're in education, you know you want to use it.、Uh, they will extend the subscription, so all students can be put in, and you can create groups and classrooms, and you can collaborate with them. They'll extend that, I think, to the end of June, and then it's up to you if you want to purchase、uh, student licenses. The end of June sound trip. All right. Probably the longer segment here for us is going to be video because there are a lot of choices, and I want to spend a few minutes talking to you about the capabilities and what you might use them for. I would suggest maybe just picking one or two,、uh, depending on what you want to do. And when you get more comfortable with it, then pick a third.、Uh, but don't、uh, don't necessarily feel this big drive and so forth.、Uh, again, the idea is. Uh, you know, you dip your foot in the pool and then put both feet in, and you know, sit on the edge for a minute till you get used to it. You know, don't just go jumping in unless you want to do that. That's totally up to you. But I highly suggest just dip your foot in the pool by trying some screen capture. Probably、uh, some of the more commonly used screen capture、um, tools are Screencastify. And Screencast-O-Matic.、Um, both of them have extensions that will put a little icon up in your address bar. Extensions of your browser, that is.、Uh, put a little icon up in next to your address 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 bar. Yes, there we go.、I'm、trying to speak too quickly. Okay.、Um, and when you click on that, it will give you choices to record. Your tab, or you can record your webcam, or you can record both. You can put your face down the little corner、uh, while you are delivering content.、Um, I have also used this to record、uh, in Schoology. They have a big blue button conferencing app. So when, when I have meetings and we wanted to record what we were doing, I just recorded my screen and that. <laughs> Recorded everything that we were doing in the meeting.、Um, the option was there for the conference app, but it wasn't always working. I don't know if I was doing something wrong or what, but so I knew how to use Screencastify.、Uh, my school has purchased the Enterprise, I think is what it's called, portion, so we get a much longer video.、Uh, if you use the free version, I think you're limited to 15 minutes, and the same is true with Screencast-O-Matic. Has an extension. And you have about 15 minutes, but up to you how long you really want to make your video.、Uh, some other choices other than Screencastify and Screencast-O-Matic are Loom, also has an extension and does pretty much the same thing as、uh, it's a, a screen recorder.、Uh, it has some other features in it in that、um, it will. It has its own website where your videos will be, and you can then link them out to 
if I remember correctly, I haven't used Loom in a while, but you can actually run some more things, um, um, some more tools on there that you can utilize to deliver and edit your videos. Um, there's a paid, um, paid version as well as the free version, and I'm all about the free. So I stick to that. Uh, so for delivering content, those three are some very familiar names that I hear and uh, use. I think it's also worth taking a look at explain and send screenshots um, and awesome screenshot. Explain and send and awesome. Now this, these have much uh, shorter, it seemed like maybe 30 seconds, but what I liked about that was you could create a GIF um, or GIF if you prefer, but I think my wife told me the other day, there's only one GIF and it's peanut butter. I said, okay, GIF it is. So, um, awesome screenshot and explain and send. Uh, give you the ability to capture your screen. So if you're doing a presentation, uh, if you have a touch screen and you're even drawing on it or, you know, um, figuring out a problem, mathematical or otherwise, um, that might be an option that you want to pursue. So let's go back. Screencastify, Screencast-O-Matic, and Loom for little longer videos um, up to 10 or 15 minutes and I, I'm not sure that you want to go much longer maybe only for the fact that you could talk about a concept in about that 10 or 15 minute time and then talk about the next concept and I'm going to tell you about a couple of things that you can actually put those videos together then and put in some uh, bookmarks or time marks so that students could jump around in the video to hear your explanation uh, so Screencastify, Screencast-O-Matic, and uh, Loom. Then Explain and Send, and Awesome Screenshot are excellent options for shorter GIF types of uh, creators. I also like Awesome Screenshot for doing exactly what that says, taking a shot of your screen, and then you can edit and put things in. But that's not video, unless you put it in your presentation and then create a video of your presentation. So I really like the options that all of these tools give us to create more visual representation of our content that is there. That's the other thing um, that I think is important to remember. Once you make this, you may have to edit it or start over a couple of times. But if you make it and script it right, you can reuse that and then maybe add a little bit of another video at the end if you decided you wanted to, oh, I forgot this point. And how would you do that? You say, how do you edit or create a video that's a compilation of your videos? I'm gonna talk about that next. Okay, so maybe screencasting is enough for you. And if it is, 
then just kind of listen for fun on this part and maybe put it in the back of your mind. I have found a couple of tools, and this is what I have been doing recently, uh, looking for ways to edit videos and put music in it and put a, a, a beginning welcome card description and then an ending and you can put a background in or you can put a picture in there's just a lot of options and then on either side of the video that i created the screencast so let's say i created a screencast about um playing a major scale and i demonstrate that and that video is about four or five minutes then i can take it to either animoto a-n-i-m-o-t-o or i can take it to and this is one um, that i like clip champ um, and all these tools i'm going to put in the show notes clip champ they're both free but they both have limitations on what is free of course you can have a you can purchase to get a better quality video. But in ClipChamp, you get a 480p, and I think in Animoto, it gives you 720. Um, I used that one once, and it was okay. Um, it was a little limiting in um, what it provided as far as extra beginning cards and ending cards you know it said welcome to this video and thanks for watching my video and it wasn't as um editor slash user friendly um but i was able to add um some original music that i just created quickly with soundtrap uh, an mp3 and i was um able to say welcome and thanks for watching but um, I really enjoyed ClipChamp the editor was a little easier to use uh, it can be a little wonky I have on my old dog new tech um, YouTube channel which is just new I think there's probably like two videos in there I need to put a few more in but I have um, a video of an kind of a walkthrough, a look at it. And then I did a second video where I actually took the first video and added a beginning and an ending in music. There are some free music choices and some free uh, visuals, but then there's a lot of really good pre prepared media if you wanted to purchase uh, a, a step up plan. I think they have two or three plans that would be really, um, useful if that's something you want to go with i know there's some other choices like we video is a very popular choice and um there may be in a slip in my mind there was another one. Oh, the screencastify in enterprise version allows you to put multiple videos together to create them as one but i didn't see any music possibilities there uh, uh screencastify allows you to type some text uh, that stays on the video as it's playing through um, so that's a that's a possibility but take a look at ClipChamp and Animoto it might meet the needs if you want to uh, assign your students to do a particular 
video and it'll give them the option of being able to add music that starts at the beginning and would even play throughout. They'd have to adjust the volume, does they get a volume adjustment? Um but you know, anyway, some freedoms. All right, my last segment, the next segment and kind of my tech treat for this week it talks about using video as assessment. There's some tools out there where you can pick a video and you can put questions, you can put your own audio in. And uh we're going to close out this episode with video assessment tools. All right, so the closing segment and the tech treat for episode 66 and thank you for listening all the way through here to get to this video assessment. I've mentioned these tools in earlier podcasts, but these are definitely my go-to three tools. Number 1, Edpuzzle. Edpuzzle allows you to bring in a video that you've made and then insert questions or audio explanation. But moreover, it allows you to find a YouTube video, a Khan Academy a video, a Discovery Channel video. It allows you to use uh, video and question content that other users of Edpuzzle have created and shared. Uh, it integrates nicely with Google Classroom and most LMSs I'm seeing now. Um, probably most people are familiar with Edpuzzle, but if you're not. don't feel bad that's fine cuz you've probably been a little busy with some other things so many things that we can do on technology or just have to do in education uh give this tool a look ed puzzle another is called play posit and that's p l a y p o s i t and it basically allows you to do the same and has the same similar capabilities as ed puzzle they call the bulbs b u l b bulbs that you create when you use your videos and it allows you to create uh you utilize other video content that they have a search for as edpuzzle does you put, bring the video in add your questions create more interactive experience for your students the last one is google forms i've used google forms where you're able to insert a youtube video and have them watch and you can always put a segment in and start or have them watch in the question say watch the first 3 to 4 minutes and then ask some questions in the form that they would answer um all of these then would keep track of how your students are doing and you'll have data and you'll be able to look and see what questions that they struggled with if that's something that's important in this case or if this is just a um extra extension of content however you want to use it basically also you can assign the students to create their own edpuzzle uh play posit and of course they could do the same with google forms um you could say find a video about flight and insert five questions about the forces Yeah, uh, in play. Something along those lines. So, I hope uh, you got something out of this episode 66 and I hope you're being safe and being healthy. 
You take care. This has been Old Dog New Tech with Jeff West. You can reach me at olddognewtech10 at gmail.com. That's olddognewtech10 at gmail.com. Send me an email or leave me a review on iTunes. And remember, when integrating tech into your classroom, don't try to be perfect. Just be patient.